Hi, this is Chase Masterson, founder of the Pop Culture Hero Coalition, and you're listening to Heroes 101 Radio. Howdy, 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 howdy. Wow, now I want to see Toy Story again. This, uh-huh. is, uh, this is your host for tonight, one of your hosts. Our other host isn't here, but I'm Rock and Roll, also known as Roxanne Kai. I, you know, that's just the name Facebook made me pick, but I'm uh. Rock and Roll, uh, <laughs> your host. And I've also got a guest host with me, but I'll introduce him in a minute. Um, and you're listening to, as Chase Masterson of Star Trek D Space Nine just graciously put it you're listening to heroes 101 radio what the heck is heroes 101 radio you might be asking or not maybe you've already read a little bit about us i'm asking are you really uh, yeah no what one is cares it, what you think <laughs> that's my partner in crime fighting and a uh, sound guy extraordinaire Nightbug. yes thank you morpheus um Heroes 101 is a radio show created to help you live a safer, happier, healthier life. And that's really, really what we try to do. Actually, we're just on here to hear ourselves talk and make you laugh. That's pretty much it, right? One of us is. (laughs) Oh. The other one's eating fruit right now. You're eating fruit while I'm working really hard at this right now. You brought it to me. Anyway. You won't. Heroes 101 Radio was created... Actually, it was created for real-life superheroes. Yes, they do exist. Real-life superheroes, also known as RLSH, are out there everywhere. I mean, you've seen the movie Kick-Ass, right? Kick-Ass 2, right? Um, we're usually nothing like that. Wait, no, that's not true. vast majority can act just like that. Without the killing and death and stuff. And stuff like that. Um, but most of us try to be altruistically minded in our communities, and we try to do what we can in our communities. Um, and this radio show is geared to help you find things to do in your community or to help you um, find things at home to keep you safer, happier, and healthier. And I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> trying to focus on three things at once here because I'm missing my other co host who is, he'll be back next week. That would be the um, infamous Spectre, who's got the most gorgeous British, see, I say accent, because I'm in here, here in America, in America. And, uh, you know, where he's from, it's not an accent. It's just the way that he speaks. So, but I love it, and I miss his, his dulcet tones. Yeah. So He needs to do some books on tape. He does need to do some books on tape. Oh, wow, I'm dating myself. Books on tape. Wow, on tape, dude. Audio books. You're old. Um, but anyway, he's not here. He will be back next week, next Tuesday. Instead, I've got um, a wonderful... You know, I'm bringing you out too soon. Hang on just a second. I, I want to talk about what's going on in the community, and then I'll bring out my guest host, 
So we always do this at the beginning of the show. We always let you know what's going on in the real-life superhero community and um, slightly on the edges of the real-life superhero community, you know, things that events that have real-life superheroes in them. Um, for instance, we've got the California branch of the initiative, the real-life superhero group that I belong to, uh, has a once-a-month outreach, and it's a big outreach. We bring out food and clothes and water to um, the homeless population in San Francisco or in Berkeley or Oakland, wherever the need is greatest at the time. And that's happening, excuse me, Sunday, the 29th of May. It's a big outreach. We'd love to have you come out and join us if you're in the San Francisco Bay Area. Um, Because really, two people can't do it. Nightbug and I can't do it alone. We we, we need more help. That's what she said. Thanks, Nightbug. In June, there's a Warrior Dash um, mud run and obstacle course for charity, and that charity is the St. Jude's Children's Hospital Research Center, and um, a group of real-life superheroes is uh, running that. We we run it every year, but we're not going to do the one in South Carolina, but a group of our friends are doing the Warrior Dash in June, South Carolina, and they're raising money for the cause. You know, they're the top fundraisers in the United States. I said this last show, but if this is your first show, we like to plug this because we think it's an awesome thing that they're doing. Uh, led by a pro bodybuilder, real-life superheroine, Miss Fit. She's amazing. Look her up on Facebook under Missy Fitzgerald. Um, again, that's not her real name. It's just what Facebook made her choose. She's led a team for the past four years, and um, we've raised a total of over $80,000 so far for St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. So if you want to join the team, everyone is welcome to run with them. And uh, more so, everyone's welcome to donate a couple of bucks because St. Jude's really does make a difference to children um, who are facing devastating illnesses and their families. So we'll put up a link uh, for you to find that if you just go to our Heroes 101 page on Facebook. And the last thing I want to bring up is in July... Project Hope, which is an annual event for costumed do-gooders to come out to San Diego, California. It's the same weekend as Comic-Con, which would be July 23rd. And on that Saturday, we meet about a mile from Comic-Con, and we bring all kinds of food and uh, sleeping bags, backpacks, and toiletries for um, people experiencing homelessness in the San Diego area. We want them to know that just because there's all these costumed people hanging out out in San Diego um, doesn't mean that they're being forgotten like the city would have you believe. I mean, I I used to live in San Diego, and I can't stand the way that they just push the homeless further and further back away from the public eye during the big event. Um, It's at least as bad as it is in San Francisco here with Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, terrible i mean you know yeah, it's still going on criminalizing homelessness is something that we we fight against um we actively fight against so if you want to join us in san diego we'd love to have you you don't have to wear a costume it's a lot of fun though because most of us are wearing costumes and we walk around for a little bit and just pass out all of this stuff that we've collected throughout the year to give to those less fortunate so again any link um, that you need for anything that I mentioned will be up on our Heroes 101 Facebook page. Uh, 
I think that's it for upcoming events on our end so far. What I'd I think you're right. really like you're to right. do is get back to um, the topic that we started last week, which was pretty real-life superhero-specific. But I think that anyone could learn from anything that, that we put up here on the radio. And last week we were discussing the reasons why many real-life superheroes don't work directly with their civic leaders, which include lo- local law enforcement, um, CERT team leaders, um, firefighters, etc. And, you know, there are a number of different reasons, and you can catch that in our last show. But our show ran long, and that's always a good thing. It's always – it does my heart good when we have so much to say and so much info that, you know, we can't flip – all, fit it all into a 90-minute segment. So we decided to continue this week and to approach another topic. And in order to do that, I had to bring back my – I had to. There was a gun to my head. I had to bring back my guest co-host today. Actually, uh, we really like him. We think he's a cool guy, and um, we're trying to get him to consider dual citizenship in uh, superhero teams. Yes, there I said it on the air. Ooh, put you on the spot, didn't I? Um, with that, Don't I'd like that. to bring on – I know, right? With that, I'd like to bring on a member of the North Carolina Extreme Justice League, Impact. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you sure you're ready for me this time? I know, you, I know you jumped the gun earlier, so you sure I'm good to go? Dude, I almost want to mute my mic and go, take it away, Impact. And actually, so does half the audience. Good Shut luck. her up, Impact. You're going to need it. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> You're fired, Nightbug. Get off. No, no. He used a Han Solo. Yes. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Once you use a Han Solo, you're, you're down. Um, but we, we we had a fun time. I, I call it fun, but I, I had, had a, a really time good time. Last week. Didn't you? Yeah. So oh, I really hope that, I hope that people got to hear that. And if you didn't, you guys, you can check them out. You know, we, we have every show archived. So I like to look at it as a library of um, information because we don't just get on the show and go, so do you like the color blue? No, we actually come on and we talk about things that make things that make you go, hmm. um, I, God, did I just, I so just dated myself there. That, that I, was, it just, I like okay. the color blue. <laughs> but, I mean, clearly uh, I do, if you've seen yeah. me at all. And if you haven't, go look for Carter Impact on Facebook, and you will see he's he's absolutely right. You're why blue? I'm going to ask you that while you're here now. Oh, all right. Uh, so the blue was kind of an accident. Um, so when I was <laughs> first getting my gear, um, you know, I was looking, I was assembling stuff, and I was originally going to go with like a dark red. And I was at the hardware store looking for the right color red that I wanted, and I couldn't find it, so I went with dark blue instead. And then eventually I lightened it up and that's kind of where the blue, and just like, it just kind of, everything I've ever done, I think the only conscious choice, there have only been two conscious choices I've really made since becoming an RLSH and that's becoming an RLSH and then joining the XJL. Everything else has kind of just fallen into my lap. Like the name Impact? Okay, that one I came up with by myself. Oh, okay. But but most things that I've done and like all the, you know, the fact that I've done events with the police, the fact that, you know, now I'm working with the cosplay group. And in fact, we have an event coming up uh, this Saturday, uh, which is National Free Comic Book Day. 
Um, in, in Chapel Hill, wow. there is the uh, Comics for a Comics for a Cure 5K that I'm going to be volunteering at with members of that of the Excelsior League, which is a charity cosplay group out in North Carolina. So if you're listening in North Carolina, I'll be there. Come find me. Say hello. Boom. Seamless plug. Didn't you? That's fantastic. There you go. Didn't you just do um, a half marathon last weekend? Yeah, I did actually. Um, it was, so it was my sister's graduation from Pitt uh, grad school, and because my family is insane, we decided that the morning before the graduation, like the same day, we were going to run the Pittsburgh half. Wow. And so, wow. like, five out of the six members of my family, or sorry, four out of the six members of my family ran it, and the la- and my brother was there to take, like, he took a red eye out the night before and hadn't signed up. So he just took pictures of us, but most of my family was there. And it was pretty awesome. That's, that's not the normal way to celebrate a graduation. Hey, we're going to run a half marathon. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, what right? do you guys, yeah, what do you, <laughs> I hate to see what you do for big celebrations. What do you guys do? Like build a ship, something like that. That's an awesome family. I must meet them. Yeah. I mean, I, that would actually be pretty cool. Um, I don't know. We just all, kind of fell into running one day. Like I started doing it in eighth grade and then my dad kind of motivated me by doing it with me. And then eventually everyone else joined in. So me and I completely apologize for that to them frequently. But how can you, you know, apologize for, Oh no, you got your family into something healthy. Oh, you awful, awful. Yeah. Well, every here. time we're about to do something, every time we do something like this, someone always goes, "Why are we doing this?" And then someone goes, "It's, it's Carter's fault. It's Impact's fault." <laughs> they don't actually say that because it's not with the name they know me by. But <laughs> but that's what you're giving out here on the on the air. That's, yeah, that's yeah. And that's just that I'm going to use that as a segue to our next, our you know, the topic actually. It's. The name itself is not your real name because you don't want people to know what it is. You'd like to keep some semblance of anonymity in the real-life superhero world. And it also holds true out on the street when you're going gray man. And I've got to ask you, have you ever gone gray man, Impact? Um, a little bit. I, it's not something I do often. I've done it like once or twice. Just more. I do it more often when... I don't feel like going through the whole rigmarole of suiting up and all that, and I'll just kind of take a walk with right. like lesser gear, lesser amounts of gear. Um, but I don't prefer it, to be honest. Um, I like doing things the XJL style of being very open and obvious, though I really do see the benefits to Gray Man. Mm-hmm. It's just not... I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie. I like, you know, a little. I like the flash a little bit of, you know, having the full gear. You know, and, and I have a version of the Gray Man uh-huh. that has like my logo on it. Like I have a jacket with my logo, very, a little more discreetly. So I might throw that on. And that's like not Gray Man. man. <laughs> I, was gonna say I know that's not really that's not really <laughs> what I use for Gray Man, but okay. it's what I'll do if I want to. <laughs> sometimes I'll do that like half. I'll do like halfway between the two. Now you know no one really recognizes it, right? You know they don't unless they're ex-jail, right? And and 
you do have a good point. It's not for everyone, and not everyone can go gray man. And for the listeners out there who are going, what the hell is gray man? We're about to tell you. In fact, we've got um, another, he'd be another co-host, actually, because, you know, we we asked him to come back and, and to continue the conversation, especially since he's got a lot of experience in this area. But before we do that, so cool your jets, dude. I know you're, <laughs> you're ready to come on. Um, I got to, because you brought up the ex-jail and liking, you know, to be more flashy and, and yet seeing the benefit of going gray, man. Um, I, I just want to talk about our experience really quickly. Uh, two years ago, San Diego, after Project Hope, which is what um, that whole day of outreach that we were just telling you about earlier. Um, at the end of every Project Hope, there is um, a patrol by the Extreme Justice League. The Extreme Justice League is a group of uh, good Samaritans out in San Diego who dress up in costumes and superhero gear of their own and go out and they're usually in the gas lamp district, um, which is crazy. Like I said, we used to live in San Diego and that, that area is just full of crazy drunken rowdies, you know, especially after a certain time of night when you know, close to closing time. And uh, they try to keep the peace and keep people safe and tend to those who they can't, who, you know, they can help. Um, they are assisting the police. They are not trying to take the place of the police. Uh, at least that's what I've noticed. Um, one year, uh, which was two years ago, Nightbug and I went with them because we've been on a few patrols with them already. Uh, but this one in particular, we decided we weren't going to gear up with them like we usually do. And we um, we went gray man, and we went completely street clothing, just not noticeable, not all you know black and scary or anything like that. Or we just you know we had like hood sweat jackets and you know jeans and such, and and we patrolled a block ahead of them, but we kept them in line of sight. And the reason we did this was because we wanted we were on. Um, you know, our communication was, we all had walkie talkies and, um, we wanted to be able to spot things that they wouldn't necessarily be able to spot because they're a big group of costumed people. So if you've got two people who just look like they're walking down the street, heading to, you know, whatever they're heading to, um, you're not as likely to stop whatever crime you're thinking about or in the process of committing when you just see two people walking down the street, you may take notice of them, depending on what you're doing, you may hold up for a moment. But when you see a big giant group coming, you're definitely not going to continue doing what you're doing. So Nightbug and I um, walked ahead of them for, for the entire night. And it was beneficial for a, a couple of um, incidents that went on. There was a parking lot incident that was about to go down, and we were able to call them and tell them this you know, step it up, speed up, because there's a big group here that's about to fight. Um, Nightbug and I were able to come upon a guy who had just fallen down and um, hit his head. He was drunk. So we were able to call them up and have them um, come up in. And uh, we had a um, an EMT in the group at the time visiting the ex-jail. He was able to administer. And um, there were a couple of other things that happened that night that, that – probably wouldn't have happened in front of us had we been in costume. So you're right. There is a benefit to going gray man. And, um, and 
Yeah. And I think they still, I think they do that from time to time still. Like not, not every patrol, but I think, you know, I've definitely yeah. seen posts from like of night going gray man or right. you know, I, a couple I heard of guys they, like that. Exactly. I heard they started doing that and I was, I was thinking that, yeah, that's very beneficial. You know, try to see what you can see without anybody noticing you um, so that you can let the team know what they're about to come up onto. Um, so it has its benefits, and for those who want to know how to do it more often, because that's what we try to do in the um, California Initiative when we go out. Uh, sometimes we let people know by we wear that we're there to help with our little um, first aid, you know, badges and such, and matching vests, or sometimes we just kind of blend into the crowd like we did this past Friday. So uh, we don't have it completely down because there's a lot to going gray, man. It's not just not wearing a uniform. It's so much more. And with that, I'd like to bring on the former um, leader of the New York Initiative and, and creator of the initiative group itself. And in case you don't know what the initiative is, it's, a, it's another group of real superheroes. Uh, of course, we, they didn't used to call themselves that. I just kind of tagged us with that. Um, and we're in uh, nine states and in the U.K., and we're always recruiting so with that, I'd like to bring on the person who started it all in the first place. That would be Jack Zero Zero. Ready? Oh, my God, really? Uh, I am all of your fathers. I come here today to tell you about Gray Man. <laughs> I know. Am I, is that perfect or what? It's perfect music. Can you hear me? Did you... Did you and Nightbug arrange that like ahead of time? No, no. no I just heard, you... I heard the music and I winged it. Wow! I'm, I'm impact. Aren't you kind of going? They they planned that. That was just too perfect. Yeah, yeah. there's no way that just happened. <laughs> right? Hey, no way. It, sure hey, does. I'm telling you, it, that's an example of improvisation, which we're going to talk about today, kiddies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dad, let's do it. All right, listen. The, listen okay, got, listen. What is Gray oh. Man? What the hell is okay. it? Okay. All right. So Gray Man is when you um, get yourself a flying saucer and you take off all your clothes <laughs> and you get inside the flying saucer and you pry your eyes open real wide to the big almond shape and then you go and uh, abduct someone and you probe their anus. Maybe no, in your green. I thought that was Green Man. Wait, what show am I on? Uh, no, listen, two two things you got to understand about Gray Man. Number one, I just want to say this. Bug, I'm so sorry, and everybody else, I'm so sorry because I perpetuated this. Gray Man is the wrong term, okay? Then, and I saw this yesterday when, uh, or two days ago when Bug sent me all this stuff, all these links about Gray Man, and I noticed that it was all shit-hit-the-fan scenario stuff. There was nothing about just straight Gray Man on the street, and I realized that it's the wrong term, and I've perpetuated that. So the actual term, I looked it up, and the best term we can use is not just undercover, but also the way that we want to do it is called embedding. It's what? It's called embedding, like as if you're embedding Embedding? yourself into a situation. Yes. It's not bedding. Get your mind out of the gutter, you freak. Your mother. Your your mother. So number one, uh, I think two things we should cover is there should always be two people handling this kind of situation because, number one, you need scouts, okay? You can't just go into an area and think that you're going to do green men because you need to do research first. If you don't do research, you're going to go in an area and you're going to be seen doing research. So you need somebody that is not you, does not have your actual face, is not, you know, 
you to go in and check everything out first. And that means somebody really observant. I used to do this with, uh, like, Eden. I used to send Eden, which is one of our junior members, into an area just to scope it out. That was his, you know, it's kind of a, a training exercise for those guys. I just tell them, tell me what you see. I don't tell them what I'm looking for or anything. I just say, go in there and tell me what you see. So they come back to me. They email this information. If I think they haven't gotten enough, I say, I need you to go back out there, and I need you to get deeper, which is incidentally what she said. But also presence oh. is keep me for present. two seconds. Yeah, I know. I thought that's what she said too. So oh, God. presence. Wow. Yeah, you like that? Um yeah. Listen, presence is tip of the iceberg. Like you guys wearing the, the, all the, the jacked up stuff and the, the colors and everything, that's that's the tip of the iceberg. If you want any kind of recognition or any kind of uh, emotional response, which gives you a psychological edge, you need to realize that all of your diligence is going to be underground and quote-unquote gray man embedding, stuff like that. Um, if you really want to get, you know, if you really want to freak people out and, and, and have the edge, you need to come into it knowing way more than they think you should. And that means doing your Raven stuff, doing your research. I mean, you, you can't be Batman without being the detective. So if you really want to do that, you got to do your due diligence. Um, Bug sent me some stuff. I have some, uh, some of it I picked up for the shit hit fan scenario, but some of it is, is, uh, was not useful for this kind of stuff, but some of it is very, very useful for this kind of stuff. I think um, number one is the RAS, the reticular activating system. That's, oh, yeah, yeah. That's, yep, that, that's a mechanism in your eye that picks up threats. That's the, sim- that's the simple way to explain it, okay? If you want to go gray man, you have to remember no stimulation, okay? That means, yeah, I know, that's what she said. But that, that also means, you, you, I know, you're going to say it. It also means you need to match your movement to the baseline when you get into an area. You need to match their speed, gestures, speech, everything. You can't you can't be louder than somebody or quieter than somebody. You can't be not speaking the language. You need to embed entirely. Okay. Now, before I get ahead of myself, just uh, examples of that, like wear browns and grays if it's a situation where that's what the people are wearing. But if it's not, you can't wear that either. You know, like th- this this is very contradictory, and it would almost be it would almost behoove you to go get some acting classes. I think. No, seriously. I think, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if if you if there's if there's one of two things you're gonna do. You're either gonna be a beat cop, or you're gonna be or you're gonna be a detective, you know. And if you're a beat cop, then you don't need to worry about this shit, and you can turn off this radio right now and not worry about it. But if you're gonna be a detective, if you really want to get deeper and you want to handle more shit than just your drunk brawl on the street in the middle of the night, then you need to become like smoke. You can't be seen. You can't stand out. You need to pick up information like, you know. It's it's the only way it's going to work for you, you know. Uh, yeah. So moving on, I think um, the best thing you can do for a scout, and this is going to sound weird, and, and you're going to not. A lot of you guys are not going to like doing this because it's really like, it's kind of like method acting, but you're going to have to go deep. Don't say it. Um, is your scouts should? Uh, I think they should look homeless because if 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 you. If you if you pay attention, especially I mean, all you guys that hand out food and, and and items to the homeless, they're the only people that no one gives a shit about. They don't look at them. In fact, they 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 actively avoid looking at them. You know, they don't pay attention to what they're doing. I mean, you could walk back and forth like twenty times, muttering about how much sand is in your grandma's vagina, and no one would even look at you twice. Don't do that. Like, yeah. 
Okay. Now, yeah. Now, now I call uh, that that's that's the best scouting idea that we've had. Uh, none none of us actually did that, and none of my guys would actually do that. Although I have done that my, myself, but I wasn't scouting. I was actually just blending in, and I was looking for a sandwich in the trash. But that's another story for another day. So, wow. Um, yeah. So. When we're talking about matching movement to baseline, the speed gesture speech, we can tag that uh, if you need, if you need a phrase for it because I, I know you guys love phrases. You love to well, you guys love to write down your little titles for everything. Call it mm-hmm. personal camo, social camo, right? That's that's uh, now if you're doing great, man. Let me get into the next thing. Uh, I have notes here. I'm sorry, I'm, my shit's all fucked up. Um, you're doing so, fine. Okay, don't, so, don't don't pull it up. Go ahead. So listen, social camo. It, it used to be a thing where um, you'd wear, you know, you'd wear your gray and your pants, you know, your your gray 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 jacket, like brown pants, you know, cap, sunglasses, whatever. The thing is, so many shitty undercover cops are dressing like that now. But that is like the uniform for undercover cop. So that's out the window. You can't do that anymore. Yeah, it's like how to spot a tourist. My, my wife is right here advising me. She's my she's my lawyer. Um, <laughs> so um, so nowadays, social camo is somewhat contradictory to the idea of, of gray man. And and we talked about it last night. We kind of figured out that the best way to do gray man nowadays is to pick an innocuous subculture. Okay, and and right. by that I mean pick a very like unthreatening subculture, as we talked about hipsters. Or you know e- even punkers, which don't seem that unthreatening, but are like they have a street cred immediately when you see them. You don't question them; they're just punkers. And honestly, I'd hate to say it, but the dirtier you you are, the less that they're actually going to question you. Okay. Now, when we talk about, um, hold on a sec. So your background work to set up. Uh, your background work is your setup. Okay. That's, that way you can have your informed presence later, all right? But the thing is, if you don't know somebody in the area, you're still going to stand out. Now, your social camo needs to reach far past what you just look like, how you talk, everything, okay? That means you need to get a vouch. You need to move into the area somehow and get a vouch. And if what you have to do is actually backtrace, like you find out somebody that works or lives in the area, then you find out who they know, however you've got to do it to where they don't see you and you're not talking to them. Um, then you backtrace, you go like across the city and find a, a, an associate of theirs that you know that they know. Then you make friends with that associate across the city or far away from the actual like red zone. Once you get to know them, then you move into the red zone and then you have a vouch. Like they know you, so they say, oh yeah, he's cool, then you're in. You know, That's called environmental preparation. Uh, so, and I'm, again, moving on all over the place, but, um, I mean, when you're, when you're interrogating your interrogation, if you're talking to somebody, if you're making conversation, uh, don't ever ask questions. Don't ask anybody questions. Don't be asking questions. People remember asking questions. What you do is offer stories. And if you can appear, appear immoral in some way, that usually helps, but you don't need to appear, appear entirely, entirely immoral. Like, you have a good balance. You still seem like a human being. But you tell these stories to where, hey, you might have broken the wall. You might have done some dumb shit. Like, you try to do, get into, like, top my story kind of thing. And that often 
gets you information. Uh, is there any questions before I move on? Because uh, I feel like I'm just kind of like taking to the school here. No, I just want to – I'm waiting for the proper moment to hit you up for some examples, I'm, and I'm sure Rock and I have probably heard yeah, some in the past. You know. That's what I was thinking too. Like I, I okay. would really like to hear an example or two now, just because I'm having now, trouble wrapping my head. Well, you know, I want to go back to what you said about baseline because a lot of people don't get what baseline is, and that's that's the, basically the the way that a certain neighborhood is, right? So it's, it's you got to find their baseline is is what makes up that neighborhood, like the like you said, the way it moves, the way it you Absolutely. know, yeah, the yeah. way it it feels. And um, remember when we went to uh, New Orleans together, and uh, uh, you know when yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember when we did that, uh, uh, we did an outreach there. You could tell oh, we just yeah. completely did not fit in to any, you know, we, we didn't know anything about the baseline or how to, so for me, I'm going, that's a perfect example of how we didn't, but we weren't necessarily going gray man, but well, we did say, everything. You, so you remember that situation. You remember when I ended up, like everybody was going to kind of like leave those two to their own devices, the, the two, the couple that were fighting and beating the shit out of each other. Right. So yes. the backup, we were doing an outreach. We were doing an outreach in a really, really, I mean, we, didn't we have a minister of some church come out and tell us this is dangerous. You guys shouldn't be here. Yeah. And it was like yeah. three in the morning too. Three in the morning and we're doing an outreach and uh, this couple is just, just fighting, just homeless couple. Yeah. So yeah, I can go from there. Yeah, I mean, that's a perfect example, actually, to bring that up. Uh, not all of your, like, your, your improvisation and your, your adhering to baseline has to be super prepped. Like, you can improv baseline, and that's exactly what I did in that situation. Like, instead of standing up and admonishing them, like, you know, telling tell them off and telling me to chill out, I actually sat down beside them, and I started picking up how they spoke, what they like to speak about, like, what what were the triggers against each other and what were the triggers to bring them together? And I kind of just, I kind of hacked their brains. I hate to say it like that, but I totally hacked their brains. Well, and in that situation, that's, that's when you do ask questions because you're, you're, yep. you're getting them to focus on you instead of target locked on yep. each other. Yep. Yeah. But yep. there you go. Target locked. And that's another thing is like you, if, if you're trying to, you know, get attention towards you, questions are perfect. But if you're trying to, you know, I mean, if I if I had done that story thing, like the the one-upmanship, I would have gotten them to explode back into fighting because they would have tried to one-up each other, and that would have been a huge fight. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, so, wow. Uh, yeah, that's funny because I haven't thought about that in a, a year or two, and then <laughs> so when you're telling your examples, I thought, yes, this is a perfect yeah. example of things to do and what not to do and such. So, um, but... One, uh, we have someone in the in the chat room asking right now. So, and, and this this is getting ahead of of everything. But when you can, you know, once you're you're done explaining a lot about what what happens with gray men and how to go, you know, uh, embedded, um, they're asking. So, what's the goal after that? Is it first citizens arrest? Is that the goal? So keep that in mind when you're you know as you're yeah. giving us. Okay, I, I, I love to cover questions because if you let me ramble, I'm just going to talk a bunch of disjointed shit the entire time for like the whole 60 minutes. So questions are oh, probably know. better. Oh, we know. Cause it, shut up, because I can be specific. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, the, the goal is uh, citizen's arrest is great. 
that's that's great. But citizen's arrest is really only when you can't get the backup of, of, of police. You shouldn't be performing citizen's arrest if you have backup. That's dumb. It's just like it's you're not using you're not using the environment and your resources to their fullest. You know, your 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 goal is information, and that's the thing. Make it a game. See how far you can push it. Like you're not just trying to get one bit of information. It's not like a video game where you have one item that you're trying to get and then you're out. Like you need to make a, like a an unpresent presence here, if that makes sense. Like you you need to you need to endure. Like this is your city. You need to endure. You can't be going around getting the situation and and completely burning all your bridges when you get out of it. Because guess what? Then when something happens in that situ- in that area again, you got nothing. Okay. So your goal here is information. It's the new currency. It's the new thing. Look it up. The internet's your friend. Information is currency. If if you want to if you want to know anything, if you want to get to anybody, you get information. People trade information. It, it, that, that's all there is to it. Um, you can get the information you need and fade away like a ghost, drop the information somewhere, like with the police. Hopefully you find a good officer within the law enforcement. Uh, detectives are always best. Do not talk to beat cops. That's dumb. Talking to beat cops, they don't know anything. Like they, they, they barely even know the law in some cases. They're not lawyers. Detectives, they rose through the ranks for a reason. Okay? Whether they're corrupt or not, they're still the guys to go to. Okay? You give them the information... You get the hell out of there. Then they can investigate it. If it's good enough, for, I mean, if it's BS information, don't even share it with the cops. Like it doesn't really make sense unless it's like connected to a seriously violent crime. And that's going to bring me to another thing. I know y'all are crazy about those, you know, going after drug dealers and prostitutes and all that shit. You guys, you don't realize that you're bef- what what's happening to the police departments is the same thing happening to you. Okay, you are spreading your resources thin, going after a victimless crime. Okay, if we all focused, if the police all focused less on um, less nonviolent crimes like prostitution, drug, all that shit, then we could focus more on the violent crimes and stop these goddamn animals that are doing this crazy shit, you know? Like, yeah. you, you need to focus on violent crimes, and that might mean getting in with drug dealers, getting with prostitutes. Now, you get me into talking about pimps, and I'll, I feel like breaking somebody's nose, but... You know, I'll still like if if they're a nonviolent person and like it's 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 a situation where it's not human trafficking, which is very rare. Like, yes, you can network with them too, but you're looking for violent criminals, you're looking for rapists, you're looking for, you know, uh, child molesters, things like that. Like, it, this it, it's got to be a society of of consent, and when it comes down to consent, that means no murders, no rapes, no child molestation. Like. Being forced to do something is not freedom. We need to stop that. Drugs, prostitution, that's all freedom. They're, they're making a choice. I'm sorry about the rant, but I just had to get it off my chest. No, but, no, no. Um, I, I, I'm in agreement. It, so you need to take like, your stepping stones. Well, oh, go ahead. Exactly. I feel like, yeah, as I say, it's funny. I feel like all the the new ninja lanties, when they first start the thing, they always, every one of them, I mean, yeah, they'll, they'll, a lot of them will say murderers, the rapists, but they all say, I want to take down the drug dealers. I want to take down the drug dealers. And, what, and my thought That's, is always, what's your plan for that one? Like, what are you, what, 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 what are you doing with that? <laughs> so it's funny that you know, that's what you just brought up. So do, do you know why they do that? Can I tell you exactly why the New Orleans States all go after dealers? 
because they're visible, because it's something that they can do that they know is happening because they make themselves visible. They're not, a lot of RLSH, they're not looking to actually stop bad things from happening. They're looking to look like a badass, and that is the, that's the base of what they're doing. That's their base intentions. And it sucks because they destroy cred for everybody else when they go after drug dealers and prostitutes, et cetera, because then you have the entire group, every, every criminal that does nonviolent stuff will not talk to you guys. Like you're making a bad rep for everybody, and where it's you, you almost somebody almost has to be like extremely like. I, I mean, that's one of the reasons. I hate to say it, but yeah, the Long Island serial killer. Yeah, I wanted to get into that and like shut that shit down. But one of the reasons, like I always do things in multi layers, and one of the reasons I sent the letter to Craigslist about the Long, the Long Island serial killer is because I wanted to make it real clear that we don't think prostitution is should be illegal is a bad thing is is anything other than a choice that one makes so yeah that was to, that was to catch the killer to put it out there and protect prostitutes and also to show that hey we're with you okay you, you you're, you're causing other not you guys but you know the people that do this are causing other people like extreme they're they're, they're causing in in inefficiency like ineffectiveness and it really sucks because you're making us look like freaking narcs you know, like just low-level narcs. And I, where I'm from, like I said, information is currency, and if you're if you're a narc, no one talks to you. So, you know, head up. That's a really, really good point. You know, it, it, a lot of us are looking just like, you know, people see us and, and uh, they don't take us seriously. So, yeah. you know, that's because we don't take it seriously. A lot of us don't. A lot of us just get dressed up and go out there just because it's the one thing we think we can do because we do it in a pack. And I think you mentioned something yeah. last last show that these are people who, you know, there wasn't a lot of power in their lives over their lives, you know, for the longest time. And this is the one place where a ton of people feel powerful suddenly. And it's a yeah. really sad, you know, delusion that this isn't really power, you guys. You know, helping your community, yeah. that's power. You know, going and playing dressed up and looking for drug dealers, that's not power. There's nothing powerful about that. And the first person that gets shot or killed trying to do that is going to send a really powerful message to the rest of the Ninjalantes out there. I'm, I'm so surprised that no one's dead yet. I'm so surprised that no one's been shot and killed. I, I just, it tells me that re- these guys probably aren't actually doing anything. They're just talking shit online. Because if you were doing this shit, you would have been shot by now. That's just the plain cold truth. Absolutely. Um, we've got a caller calling in. Can we go ahead and you want guys want to take this call? Because uh, they're being nice and holding. So, uh, oh, gosh, I, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you'd been holding that long, but we're going to take your call now. So uh, welcome, 815. Yo, what's going on, sexy bastards? Who, who is this? <laughs> I know you're not talking to me. Hey, it's no. Robert Frost. What's up? Oh, hey. Robert Frost. From the Paradox Club. Yo, how's it going? Going good. How are you doing? So, so what are you thinking about uh, all this? I'm thinking everything that Jack's talking about makes complete sense about the intel type of thing. Because nine times out of ten, the t- and I don't want to stereotype most RLSH, but a lot of them, like you were saying, and especially even more recently, these ninjalantes, they're trying to take out the drug dealers, and they're not really focusing on the root of the cause. They're just like Jack was saying, they're attacking what they can see. 
Yeah. Nick, you need to understand society before you even get into RLSHing at all. I mean, that's just baseline. And the ninjas need to go. Like, I'm sick of these Ninja Turtles. Like, every two or three days, I get, like, six of them in my inbox. And I'm like, don't you have a sewer grate to hide out in or eat pizza with a rat or something? Yeah, there's not enough Italian artists to name these guys after. I swear to God. No, no. Oh, you know what? If you're being a, if you, if you're listening in right now and you're offended by this conversation, good because they're talking to you. That means your ass needs to go back home, or you need to listen to more of these shows and learn a little bit before you actually get out there on the street. I'm sorry, that's what yeah, I'm. You know what I find funny? Most of these ninjas, they either take like three pictures of themselves with katanas, living in their mother's basement right next to the dryer with like anime posters, and I'm like, dude, <laughs> what, what, the, what the fuck are you trying to prove? I'm like, yeah. are you auditioning for for world's biggest idiot or something? Is is there an audition process? And before we get into like, you know, like being called like bullying and shit for this kind of speech, like I I, I want to tell everybody that. I have been brash in the past. I have been a dick in the past. I'm like really kind of short with people, but at this point, I'm kind of like I'm I'm kind of semi-retired from public stuff, so I have a little bit of time. So if you guys message me and ask me questions and are humble about it and don't tell me all about how you did five backflips off a fucking fire escape while somebody threw ninja stars at you, like I I will straight up talk to you. I will I will I will consult with you. I will I will tell you how to do it right. And if you don't listen to me, that's fine. I'm not going to be a dick about it. I just, I, I'm really to the point where I just, I want these guys to do it right. I would love to see a huge outpouring of extremely competent people. And that's only going to happen if, again, if people have humility. Like, I mean, like Carter had today. We talked today online, and I was like, you know what? This dude is new, but he's got humility, and that's one thing that all these new guys lack. That that 99 percent of these new guys lack, and it really sucks because if you're going to be any kind of peaceful warrior. Or even any kind of warrior, like if you if you want to learn in life in general, you need humility. And if you don't have humility, you're not going to hear shit. You're going to hear the fun stuff, all the shit that you want to hear, and you're going to think that you know stuff and go out and get your teeth busted. Yeah, impact's well, yeah, really thing. cool. I love that dude. Oh, thank you. Yeah, guys. you're make me blush. <laughs> I don't really know him, but I'm I'm liking him already, man. So yeah, yeah, oh, he's I, I thought I heard him in the room. Yeah, yeah, he's there. He's right I'm there. Here. Oh, hey, what's up, man? How much? <laughs> he's um, in your closet. in here. I don't know what the hell is going on half the time anyway. Uh, Frost, I was just sp- – I'm only here because of you. I'm sp- – I was waiting for you to call. No. Um, oh, but I, wow. But I okay. You guys need a moment? Zero, we can, we can leave, Zero. Yeah, we can, you know, we can let him have some time. Do you, do you watch me when I'm sleeping? A little do bit. Do I start playing Michael Bolton, tell me how am I supposed to live without you outside your window? <laughs> Whoa. Heroes I, I don't Radio. Know, guys. We bring people together. <laughs> guys, I'm uncomfortable. I'm I'm gonna go home. I'll see you guys. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh, I think the oh, thing gosh. about why these kids, why these, you know, new guys are coming in and without the humility and trying to be badasses is you know, and you know, ha- being the newest person in the room, like it's you guys are intimidating. Like you guys have been on, uh, you know, documentaries and on the news and hear all these stories about all the work that, you know, these veteran heroes have done. And, and I think, you know, I'm, I'm a bit older than a lot of these, these kids that we're talking about that are coming in. So I think I've got a little bit better perspective than them, but it's, it's sometimes kind of hard to come in and look at all these really 
accomplished people and not want to build yourself up a little bit. So, I mean, I completely understand where these guys are coming from. I think they just need to realize that it's very obvious that they're just building themselves up. And I think, you know, they don't. They think like, oh, if I say it, it's the internet. They gotta. They can't prove me wrong, so they gotta believe me. But they just yeah. need a sense of direction, some place, some kind yeah. of avenue for someone to lead them towards. Because while they might be a root problem right now, there's no reason why we can't turn the problem into a solution. Like we can't organize them in some fashion, at least the relatively sane ones. At least I don't think they're actual ninjas and no ninjutsu and shit and can like jump off trains and stuff. You know, he brought up a really good point um, that they're they're trying to build themselves up to get some cred, you know, out here in the community. And and the sad thing is, and maybe we have ourselves to blame. Maybe we and and even though you say you're semi-retired zero and you're not really, you never called yourself an RLSH. It's it's stupid to think that people don't know who the hell you are in that community. So all of us, you know, the paradox for everybody. Maybe we need to put out a message that says more of. Okay, you, you young people, you know what, we need, we're not going to be brash, just like what Zero was saying. Maybe we need to say, you know what, a little bit of humility goes a really long way because look at impact. You know, so if yeah. you guys, the, the more humble you are and the more willing you are to learn, the more you're going to get these vets just tripping over themselves trying to help you, which is great. Yeah. So maybe yeah, we're not I'm, doing a good enough job of, of making them feel like they can just come to us and talk to us. I'll, I'll say right now I've probably been one of the top ten um, most, like, fucking rude and completely, like, unapproachable people within the community. I'll, say, I'll admit to that. And I, I think I think it's time for all of us to kind of, like, if you really want this community to be something, you have to be as humble as you want those newbies to be. Right. And, and just for the record, Zero, you were the top ten. So... Jack you, just, you, you know what? You just any 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 excuse to take my balls. Any excuse you know, to take yeah, my goddamn you balls. You deserve it. Shut it. Just be quiet. She <laughs> didn't even need to get the French tickler. Right? Exactly. What? I just heard French tickler. I'm sorry. I, I'm not <laughs> of course you that. did. Of course you did. That's what you would hear. <laughs> but, but yeah, no. I think this is so, okay. See, so this is good. It's it's like brainstorming on the air. I think, you know, you, you brought that up, Z, that, that you are willing to not be so brash and to help others. I think the rest of us would, I mean, I'm, you know, speaking for um, the Paradox Corps and for the XJL and, and for the initiative that we, we'd probably, if we could start something like that, and maybe we could start it tomorrow, we can just put something up that says, hey, you guys, you know, yeah. if you need any help, don't be afraid to yeah. ask or, you know, anything at all. I could probably learn from you, too, you know. Let, let me, let me I mean, tie that Go ahead, buddy. Uh, you know, I think that's that's kind of what you know we we kind of do have something like that going on. I don't think it gets utilized enough. There's you know there's the whole RLSH Welcome Center on Facebook that theoretically the goal is for you know the vets and the rookies to connect. And you know part of the reason that you guys like that I do as well as you guys say that I do is because I was willing because I what came up to you guys and asked for help. And I think that it's again, kind of building themselves up thing. I think, you know, people need to remember that it's okay to ask. And, but also what you guys are, I mean, also completely what you guys are saying, we got to make sure that we're approachable as the yeah. people who've been there or 
So I, I, just mean, wanna, I think uh, we do have a system set up. We just got to make sure it gets utilized properly. Yeah. I have a, a starter pack that I gave Bug uh, a couple weeks ago uh, that he asked for. Uh, it's it's an original thing that I wrote for the initiative when, for, for new uh, members. But it's a really comprehensive, probably take you about, I don't know, maybe 15 minutes to read, if that. But it's really, like, specific and short and concise um, of how to get started and, like, not just, like, you know, be yourself, like, you know, eat all your vegetables, but, like, actual, you know, tips on what to do. Um, so if you guys want that, ask Bug, ask me, whatever. If you have questions, just email me at uh, jacksero44, jacksero, the number 44, at gmail.com, um, and I'll answer your questions. Uh, to tie it back into this, I have to say that the humility that we're talking about right now, it actually applies directly to the gray man tactic, which if we're going to use that term, you need to be humble to do gray man. And, you, and in order to do it correctly, you need to be able to leave that persona behind at will. You cannot be attached to the persona. Like I know, I'm going to admit right now, I'm very attached to the Z persona. Like it's in me. It's like it's kind of a, a dark little corner in me that I go to when I need to bring it out like a weapon, like a like a gun. Like if, if you own a gun, you don't carry it around waving it around all the damn time. You stick it in a holster or you stick it under your bed or you stick it in a safe and you use it when you need it. Your persona is exactly the same thing. You need to be walking around, being yourself, looking into things, and when you absolutely need your persona, then it comes out. And then guess what? It's way more effective it's way, way, way more effective because you have all this knowledge. So the gray man is all about humility. And if you don't have humility, then I know you're sitting at home right now going, I'm not doing gray man because I love my costume. I love, I love the flash. And I know that you said that impact, and I'm not judging you for it, and I understand it. But if you want to do it right, you've got to leave that gun at home. No, that, no Even... that completely makes sense. And I've definitely considered doing gray man, and I'm probably going to start... And that's why, you know, even last week after we did our episode, I, I uh, messaged you, you know, asking how to do Gray Man because I don't know how to do it properly. So I think, you know, it's gonna be, I'm going to start incorporating it in. I'll, I'm going to keep doing the costume stuff, but I want to at least be able to do the Gray Man now and then. Well, so the thing is, they're, they're, intricately, they're intricately linked. Like, your, your costume stuff is great right now, but... If you're always doing costume, you're not going to get the information you need to make a real presence because when somebody walks up to you and you suddenly know something about them that they had no fucking idea that you knew and you got it from doing Gray Man, then you suddenly are like, oh, my God, this guy's, like, kind of scary and, like, really competent. You know, like, you you, you got to be yeah. like that. Honestly, one of the reasons that, like, when I did my full kit stuff, like when I went out with my full kit, which honestly was – vest and a pair of bracers and maybe like a headband or something like that was my full kit. I looked like Solid Snake from Metal Gear Solid. But um, <laughs> on a longboard, but that's the thing. You can get away with a full kit on a longboard because you're wearing like protective gear and you might look like a little punker, but you know, you're moving fast enough where they barely see you. When you guys are walking around, they see you from a block away. They see you from three blocks away if, you know, if, if it's a straight shot. Like, you guys need to be seen less. you got to find some mode of transportation or some way to be seen less because if you're seen less, like, you ever hear the term, uh, the, the phrase, familiarity breeds contempt? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, if, they, if they know you, you're not a – it applies to, to, to being a mystery as well. If they know you, if they know you intimately, what you look like, everything about you, like, they're not going to be 
there's not really any mystery. When when you see the monster in the movie, one of the best monster movies. When you don't you see don't the see. monster for most of the movie, way scarier, way more fear. You guys need to get into the psychological aspect of this. You guys need to look up psychological warfare. There's tons of shit out there about it. I think it's the best thing you could do. Being seen to me, like what I'm seeing when I'm walking around in full kit, when I had guys that couldn't get on longboards, that was like my nightmare when they said, let's go patrol. And I was like, all right, let me get my longboard. And they're like, oh, I don't have a longboard. I can't ride. I'm like, ah, shit, that means i got to walk. I feel like I have acid on my skin when I'm walking around on patrol with people that <laughs> don't have a longboard. Like, I just, I feel like there's too many eyes, like, they're seeing too much, you know, they're getting a good look at me. I, I don't think that's a good idea. I feel the same way. Uh, I'd rather patrol on motorcycle. Nobody notices you when you're on a motorcycle unless it's really super loud, unless your bike is really super colorful and you're wearing really colorful gear. When you're wearing just normal motorcycle gear, no one gives a shit. They don't care. Yeah. So yeah, the only, that really the only reason we like that. The only reason I don't fuck with motorcycles is because it's way too expensive if you got a ditch. If somebody grabs it, like if somebody just snatches it and rides away with it, like longboard, it costs you two hundred bucks. Yeah, you that's lose true. It, you can go get another one, and also you can and use you it as a can weapon. use like it. This. Yeah, you can use it as a weapon. In fact, we have we saw that video up on the uh, on the Initiative Collective uh, YouTube thing where you're using your skateboard as a um, as yeah. as defense and a weapon. But you know the trick to doing it with a motorcycle is you have two motorcyclists, one uh, and and then you decide who's going to engage and if if anything but yeah or, I got or you saw you saw avengers uh-huh. too right just pick it up yes. and throw it at somebody that's the best thing you yeah, can do yeah exactly well that's the way to do it um after you swear uh, uh there's a Language. question in the chat room exactly uh where someone uh Simon no fuck that question problem. you don't like that question no go ahead go ahead oh i was going to say did you <laughs> did you really read the question God. no man i'm sitting here in the freaking kitchen i'm not anywhere near a computer <laughs> God. All right, stop eating and hold on. For, okay, so Simon uh, Petrikov in the uh, thank you in the chat room says, has anybody on tonight's panel checked out Shamer on YouTube and his videos on Gray Man? If so, what do you think about them and how far would you take Gray Man? I I haven't. Has anybody seen any of those Gray Man videos? Was that like survival Gray Man? I'm not sure, but you know what, Simon, if you're listening right now, I will go ahead and watch these now, now that you, because he's posted up links, which we will also post well, up for anybody. But if, if I'm, I'm going to make an assumption here that this guy gets really deep, Rayman, that means like probably method acting, stuff like that. That actually brings me to another point, uh, and this is all my wife's notes. She's actually joined me. We've been, we're, I'm technically not retired. Like we're, we're going to be moving on with some stuff, but it's, we're not going to be doing public stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, you need to the character, okay? You need to practice your character in social situations. That means you need to practice, like you need to practice little things about what's different about your character in social situations, which with people that maybe you don't know that well, so they won't spot you for being someone else. Um, pick up some characteristics from fictional characters. Now, I know you all watch a lot of movies. You have to. You're, you're fucking want to be superheroes. I know you watch a lot of movies. Like We're that, nerds, that's dude. Prob- that's, ha- that's half the problem. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like you, you guys see characteristics and characters that you enjoy that are completely different from yours. You need to get to know yourself. Pick up some characteristics that aren't yours. Build a persona. Build a completely different persona, especially tailored to the place that you're going. And you need to know the backstory for your character. 
if you don't know the backstory, someone asks you a question, you're going to be sitting there trying to figure out a backstory. It's going to be really obvious. So you need to have right. some sort of backstory. Yeah. Right, exactly. What am I? Oh, and let me just let me just say, whatever you're doing, if you're going to under do undercover stuff or embedding, I know that it seems like you go into the area with like just your normal clothes on, but find a way to wear some kind of protection underneath your clothes, like a vest, something. If shit goes wrong, like you're not pros at this, you can't call police back up. They're not going to get there as fast for you as they did for the other cops. Okay, you need to wear protection all the time, and that means your Jimmy hat. You know when you're getting down with your girl and everything. Oh, my God. Okay, speaking of that, yes, no, not you, never. Um, you know, and here's here's another aspect of this we haven't covered yet, but it's good even if you don't want to go gray, man. It's good for you as RLSH to be able to pick out gray men in the crowd. Because Absolutely, spot, spot the gray men. Spot the gray men, because if yep. they're gray men, they're, they're usually either up to something bad, you know, yep. or because really, why would they want to be um, unseen? And 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 part of that is knowing exactly what to look for. And and a lot of it, um, I, Zero probably covered this, but gray men are usually, like you said, they're wearing stuff that no one's going to notice. They're avoiding eye contact. See, that's yep. really important. Just like what he said about homeless people, and you know, but they're scanning always scanning and they're trying to do it in a way that's more covert than someone who's obviously looking around. Oh yeah. So, yeah. 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 Like they, they, they'll, and they're really, uh, especially LEO, like law enforcement, they're really, uh, they're, they're really like systematic with their scanning. Like you'll see, you'll see there's a certain type of scan that you can do. It's usually like a, they'll check per, turn their body halfway to check a peripheral and that's how they'll scan completely 360. I've done it myself quite a bit. Um, I've actually, actually I've survived riding a freaking longboard in New York City for the last six years. But uh, <laughs> yeah, a, a cop or any kind of like operative will actually do two quick peripheral movements, like turn halfway, turn halfway, and they'll make it look like they're just kind of looking around. People spotting you do that is to have a tick, have some kind of nervous tick, some kind of uh, little little weird habit that you pick up. Um, where maybe you, you have a thing where you your eyes flick around. You know what I mean? Like, make your the weaker you look, the less you're going to look like a threat. Right, right. And yep. and you know one thing I learned I can't I, until I cover my hair. If you have colored hair of any kind, I'm, I'm not talking about normal colors. I'm talking about any type of color that you go and buy from the store that's that's not found in nature on hair. Like my hair yep. right now has. It, it looks like it's on fire. That is not gray man. You're putting yourself right out there as a target for people to notice. So, yep. Unless you're in a crowd full of people with colored hair. That's true. If, but but how many neighborhoods do you know where there's a ton of, you know, unless it's a, a concert or something like that. But really, true. you know, um, yeah. you, if I mean, you don't want people to notice you, don't don't dress like this or have your hair colored like this. you got to be a chameleon. And I think the best way to really do that well is also – uh, avoid carrying, uh, well, if you're in New York, it looks normal, but avoid carrying backpacks a whole lot. Like, you might carry a small bag or something like that, or just like a, even like a like a plastic bag. Like, if you carry like a shopping bag full of your stuff, that actually looks less suspicious than carrying a backpack. So if you're going to do gray men, oh, also carrying food. If you're carrying food, no one looks at you. 
No one cares. They think you're either delivering or you're carrying some food somewhere. You can get in anywhere carrying food. I have actually tested building security carrying food. I've walked into office buildings past security with food. They don't stop me till I'm like already up into the elevator. It's it's really an easy way to get past people. Um, what do you yeah. like? Like what kind of food? I mean, like not pizza boxes, but like what? Like bags of of just things if, that are obviously well, food. Yeah, if you carry like a like a, a paper bag full of like styrofoam containers, you know, yeah, for food in there, and you know, it's okay. Yeah, good tip. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking notes. Yeah, it's, so. it's, it's, there's, there's little ways to – and you've you got to know the stuff that you don't notice. Like, you, you have to retune your mind to this kind of stuff. So if you really want to know about this stuff, don't listen to everything I'm saying because there's, like, there's, there's so many little tiny minutiae I am not going to be able to cover in a 60-minute episode. Like, you need to pick out all the stuff that you don't notice. You need to see the things that you don't see. And I know that sounds weird. And, and once you train your mind to see everything, you're, you're just – you're going to have, like, a – of of skills and how to spot everything. You're going to be like Sherlock Holmes, you know? Like the stuff that he spots in all the stories, I actually don't think it's that weird. I don't think it's 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 that he's that amazing, the stuff that he does, because that's just normal observation once you train your mind to do it. Right, and we turn off our minds so often that, you know, we just, eh, we don't we see do. it. We don't, you know, how often do you, what is it, the, the thing with uh, people not even hearing sirens anymore unless they're right upon them? Yeah. You know, we're yeah. so used to that and, stuff. And also, like, being uh, amazingly skilled with senses and physicality, that's, like, it's it's kind of like our country is reserved for action heroes and, like, famous people nowadays and, like, reality TV stars. Like, n- no one's thinking about, like, hey, you don't have to learn all this crazy shit to be, like, amazing. You can just learn this stuff to be, like, a really competent human being because everything you learn about observation, everything you learn about physicality, like, you learn observation. You, you can spot anything and anyone. You learn physicality and martial arts. You maybe don't drop things. You maybe don't, you know, like break shit. You know what I mean? Like you, you mm-hmm. calibrate your body. Like you, it, 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 all this, all these things. There's no division between these things. Once you learn one thing, it will apply to many things in your life. That's absolutely true. Um, especially you point out martial arts. Whenever Bug and I teach a new class, um, we're teaching one. In fact, next Friday. It's all these uh, college students, and they're, they're, it's all women. And the first thing we teach them is awareness because we can't teach yeah. them anything else if they're not, not going to freaking be aware. What good does it do us to teach them how to defend themselves? If, if they're not going to you know, notice somebody walking right up on them, all of our teaching yeah. is, is for nothing. So awareness, situational awareness, and that wide-angle vision, you know, um, and and seeing using like storefront mirror windows as as places to notice what's going on around you, things like that. Yeah. That's the first thing we teach them. Also, you know, you you can um, if you if your phone's off, like most of these touchscreen phones, like I know my phone does it. But if you have a, a decent phone like an iPhone or any kind of like expensive Android, if you turn your phone screen off, it makes it a pretty damn good mirror. Like oh, you can yeah. have your phone up. And like, kind of like pretending you're looking at it, and actually you're looking over your own shoulder with your phone. Exactly, Simon. In the chat room, speaking of your Sherlock Holmes reference, he, uh, there is a book on uh, how to think like Sherlock by Daniel Smith. Thank you for that. Oh, That's, I'm sure there's many books on Sherlock right? on how to think like Sherlock. It's a how to think very, like yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and Geekpile is in the chat room also asking, 
what if an everyday human, everyday human, <laughs> um, oh. just I know because we not everyday humans. I know. I was just gonna say we're 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 superhumans, right? Just wants to do a neighborhood patrol. Should they go gray man or go full patrol gear? I guess that completely depends on your your uh, mission for the night. Uh, yeah, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go and say that formulaically you should always go gray man first if you don't have scouts. Oh yeah, yeah definitely first. Yeah. It's 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 kind of like stepping out onto the stage when you, when you don't know the lines. Like you, you're just you, you think you're a great actor and you step up there and you haven't read the script. You don't know what's going on. You're you're just going out there to be seen. Like there's no point in going out full kit if you don't know the area, if you don't know the people in it. Like you're a tourist. Don't don't be a tourist wearing spandex. <laughs> You just killed every superhero dream out there for all these people who are well, standing. There's ways it's to do it and be a badass. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah exactly. There's ways. Um, there's there's definitely ways to do it and be a badass. And also, like, if you really want to be taken seriously and you're wearing full kit, like I said uh-huh. last week, man, make sure all your stuff you're wearing serves a purpose. Like, you're going to get taken seriously if every like. Like I said, the X-Men armor from X-Men Days of Future Past. The armor Wolverine was wearing looks awesome. It's the coolest shit I've ever seen in a movie. And it's extremely fit, like fitted for him, and it's also extremely uh, it's practical. It's armor. I mean, Wolverine doesn't, he can't die, but, you know, he's got sweet armor. So. Yeah, he does. Okay, but, you know, when I was saying about your mission, if you want to go and, I don't know, I think the only time I could see really... If you're an everyday Joe and you don't call yourself a real-life superhero and you're really not intending to become one, I guess I'm misunderstanding the question. You know, like if if average Joe wants to go out and do a neighborhood mm-hmm. patrol, I'm wondering, what do you mean neighborhood patrol? If you want to, do do you want to clean up? Do you want to, you know, because I'm yeah, trying to think trying of to what are you trying to do? Yeah. Like you got to you got to tailor your approach to everything. If you're not tailoring yeah. your approach to your actual situation then there's no point in going out because you're just going out to play Halloween yeah yeah exactly and I don't think that people should just gear up and go looking for trouble I think they should gear up you know for people who do you know like like impact he goes out and usually have a mission right like well I'm gonna go and do this but in the meantime I'm also on a patrol yeah yeah like I I tailor what I'm doing to where I decide to go if I'm in if I'm during the day, I'm more likely to uh, go to Durham than Chapel Hill, and if I'm going to Durham, I'm more likely to uh, be hanging out homeless or homeless goods. If I'm if it's at night, I'm more likely to go to Chapel Hill, and that's where I'm expecting to help drunk people get home or to, uh, you know, let the police know that there's a fight going on or something like that. So and that's yeah, you know what, and that's really cool. And that's really cool, and I'm really glad that you do that. And I, I don't want a, anybody to think that I'm underselling people that go out and, and, and stop fights and help people get home because that's one of the things we've done. It was a mission. It was a definite, like, specific mission why we did it. But it's fucking cool because so much shit happens after the bars close, after everybody gets out of what they're doing, you know, going home late. Well, everything happens in the middle of the night. Every, everybody gets messed up in the middle of the night because they're in the wrong place, wrong time. You know, like it's great that you do that. I'm not underselling that. That's amazing. Don't yeah, no, anybody no, I, think I totally that I'm. Get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another question from the chat room was, um, if you okay, so 
if you live in a crime-ridden neighborhood and want the community to know that you, the resident, are on a mission to take back your neighborhood, what should you wear out on that? Now, that's, First that's of all, complicated. It, it, also yeah. says, it also follows up with, do you want them to know? Right. Yeah. Like, as the question. So. First of all, don't say that ever. Don't ever say that out loud unless you feel the conversation is absolute calls for it, unless they say something like that first. Don't don't say shit like, I'm out here to take my neighborhood back because you sound like a psycho. Like, that's some shit. If you want to say that, put that on a flyer. Put the flyer up. Let people read it in their <laughs> own voice. Because the thing is about reading, people are going to read everything in their own voice, and they're going to make it sound like they want it to sound like. If you say it, it, there's no going back. If you say shit like, I'm taking my neighborhood back, you sound, you sound like somebody from fucking Streets of Rage, you know, like a, like a dumbass video game. Like, you, you need to, if you want to make it clear what you're doing, just be like, I'm just keeping an eye off the neighborhood. Um, I'm working with uh, local police uh, for, you know, letting them know of any violent crimes. Like, make sure they know that you're not out narking on, like, drug dealers or prostitutes. And if you are, shut the hell up about it because you're going to get your ass beat. But, um, like, just make sure that they know that you're out, you know, making sure no violent crimes happen. And if they do, then there's somebody around to see it. Like, be fucking coherent. Be practical. Don't be Sylvester Stallone. Like, you don't need to be saying, you know, cute quips from 1980s movies, you know. <laughs> I'm taking them back. I'm taking them all back. I'm, ch- um, I'm taking the streets back. <laughs> that's all anyone ever yeah. says when they start out. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna take down the drug den. I'm taking these streets back, and here's my I'm ninja gear. Down, I'm gonna take a drug den. I, I, I'm gonna I take won't a drug den until gear, my yeah. last breath or something like right. that. It's always the closing quit. statement. Exactly. As long until as I they, live. Or... Exactly. And then they disappear two months later. You, but yeah, and they yeah. might as well just start singing "Don't Stop Believing" by Journey in the middle of the street, like that's. Oh, I, I would give a hundred dollars right now if we had that loaded up. <laughs> Oh God! I, oh, I, you know I hate that song so bad. Anyway, moving on. I would give two hundred dollars. <laughs> two hundred dollars. To hear that song right now. So but I, I'm sorry. If I started playing it through my phone, like would I get the two hundred dollars through Venmo or something? Or... Yeah, I would. I would donate it to your favorite charity. Be like, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, terrible. Um. Anyway, so yeah, so if you're listening right now and you're you have nothing to do with the real life superhero community, congratulations, by the way. But uh, oh, no, but, but something comes to mind. Important. What's that? So, something comes to mind real quick, uh, and I've said this many times before, but I don't think it's reached the ears of the right people. Uh, if you're doing any kind of patrols and you're in an area, remember the homeless thing. Remember how they say, and I said, no one looks at them. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? You can do your outreaches and get information at the same time. Because if you, as you're giving food to homeless, like if you just, instead of giving it to them, and then like smiling at the camera that I know you fuckers have sometimes, not you guys, but like a lot of people, they have a camera right over their shoulder whenever they do handouts, and they only do handouts when there's a fucking camera around. Like instead of just doing that, tell the damn cameraman to turn his camera off for a second, give the homeless person the dignity they deserve, and sit there and talk to the homeless person because guess what? Not only are you, like, giving them, like, you know, like a, a warm presence, they also might share shit with you that you could not have gotten from anybody else. Like, hey, yeah, I saw this lady get, you know, hit by this guy in the alley the other night. I can show you where it happened and I can tell you what happened. Shit that he's not going to tell police. He's not going to tell police that because they treat him like he's a piece of dirt. And why would you tell anybody that if they treat you like you were a piece of dirt? 
you have to put yourself in these people's shoes. Homeless people are the, the biggest wealth, especially in big cities. They're the biggest wealth of information because they're just like, they're like living cameras. They see everything and no one cares what, what they see. And all it takes is a few minutes, too. Like, I do that. I try and do that a lot. I mean, if they don't seem interested, I'd move on. But there's a lot of guys that I'll just sit down and have a chat with. And they're once they get going, they get pretty talkative, and they're willing to share. Dude, oh, yeah. You, who, you never know who you're going to find when you talk to people. I know I've, I've found I've opened up huge chapters in my life just by talking to a certain person. And I've gotten into crazy, crazy shit just by talking to the right person. And I've been, I'm a bit of an introvert, so yeah, I've probably, you know, been barred from a lot of stuff in my life because I won't talk to certain people or wouldn't talk to certain people, but I'm at the point in my life now where I'm, I'm 34 years old, I'm looking, it's looking like I need to open up a little bit and, and talk to everybody and really, you know, put my shit away, like put all the years of, you know, abuse, pain, hurt in the past and just be here now. You gotta believe. I was just gonna say, I'm, I'm all quiet now. I'm listening. <laughs> we got don't zero cry. confessional time right now. Don't, I know. Don't, don't don't cry, Susie. I know. I'm sitting here going, what the hell, dude? Is this, who is this? Is this really Jack the Dickhead Zero that that I'm Shut listening up. to? Because you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Come there's on. a great hero name. <laughs> yeah, right. The Dickhead. <laughs> the Dickhead RSH. No, no, no. You're absolutely right. And the the info on uh, talking to. Homeless, that's where we get, you know, when we go and give out our um, socks and water, when we do our uh, needle pickups, they tell us where to find more needles yep. or they tell us where to stay. They are honestly worried about us. They're, I mean, at least because, you know, you made a, a friend by giving them something to eat and some socks and such. And, and when you do it constantly, they're going, hey, hey, you guys. Don't go down that alleyway today. I mean, they they got people doing this or that, and and really that helps you. And if you're stupid, if you don't heed their advice when it comes to absolutely, it, you know, man. So yeah, think, of, think of them, think of them like the the guy that says, you know, it's not safe to go without this. Take this, and it's like a kitten or something. Like think of him as like the the sage traveler who knows, you know. I know you guys think your life is video games. I know you're crazy like that. God. <laughs> Heck, we were, t- we were talking about Sherlock Holmes and uh, the BBC version of Sherlock. He gets all his information from the homeless guys. There you go. Like they did that in the show. Was I right or was I right? I'm, I'm this shit. I, I've done this. Like we got most of our information from homeless guys. I'm going to tell you right now. You can question the locals all you want, but you know what? If you think about it, like all the locals that actually like own shit, like have phones, stuff like that. Guess where their faces are stuck in like 24 hours of the day. They're damn phones. They don't see shit. They don't hear shit. The only people that see everything are the people that don't have anything else to do. Absolutely right. And uh, those are the, you know, that's that's why we made that video a while ago about people um, getting their phones stolen because their faces are so buried. You know, they're making themselves that perfect victim, just waiting, you know, for somebody to take advantage of it, steal their phone. Number one, steal their purse. Next, you know, kidnap them. Uh, seriously, it's just it's, and you try to help people by telling them, please don't be on your phone as often. Please be aware. But God, I see us devolving into that society that never looks up anymore. Oh yeah, yeah. I call them phone bees, phone zombies, phone bees. Phone, phone bees. <laughs> yeah. No, I seriously walking in New York. I if I saw a phone bee. And they were just like walking into people. I would walk straight at them. 
and they'd right at the last second they'd see me and like dodge me, but I, I'm a total dick when it comes to that. I will walk right into a fucking phone beat. Face check. I will just Yeah. I just I just want to slap the fucking phones out of their hands. It's like whack, just like pay attention. You are in New York you know, City. You cannot you afford know, to not pay attention. Exactly. Bug used to want to walk up to them and hand them a card that said, I could have stolen your phone or worse. And yeah. then have like, you know, something there, something positive to end it like, you know, uh, please be more aware. You know, <laughs> thank you, your friendly neighborhood, whatever. <laughs> like, like, once I said that, I'll tell you stuff. The other side just says, fuck off. <laughs> oh, God. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah, that's. Your friendly neighborhood dickhead all of age. Yeah, there you go. Your exactly. friendly neighborhood dickhead. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. We're going to be online tomorrow, and there's going to be a new RLSH called The Dickhead. Great. I'm sure. Great. There's, there's, still, there's still Bladder Slasher. That's still my favorite RLC name. Oh. Bladder Slasher. That's great. Do you know I just met shitty... to someone today. Wow. Yeah. You know how shitty it must be to have your bladder slashed open? Like, that's that's the worst shit I could think of. Not the worst. <laughs> the, I mean, the Holocaust the bladder... is worse than that, but. Yeah, that and there's Diaper Man now. Bladder Slasher and Diaper Man. That's that oh, could be a team. God, Diaper Man, what is mm-hmm. going on? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's he's up on Wide Awake, dude. Oh God, let's I'm not. Just, okay, I'm just. I'm really wondering <laughs> when furries are going to start fighting crime. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that'd be terrifying. That's that way more be... terrifying than RLSH. I'm sorry, that is that is so it is. terrifying. Yeah, like, I, I think furries and clowns. Furries and clowns. Clowns. There should be a whole team of clowns. I don't know why there isn't. Okay, guys. Uh, crossfire. Get crossfire get that, get, on that. Yeah, get, get a whole yeah. team of clowns. And there needs to be more clowns. No one People looks at clowns. Get, yeah, no one. Oh, my God. My, my wife just gave so me the shittiest look because she hates clowns. Okay, can you imagine a whole team of them coming at you on the streets? Baby, baby, yeah. a team of clowns. A team of clowns, <laughs> baby. Just I just imagine, like, a clockwork I'm about to get clowns. <laughs> yeah, right? A whole bunch of clowns. Yeah. Oh, man. Here we go. Furries. I'd yeah. run away. From, yeah, in the chat room, Geek Pile saying, I'd run away so fast from goddamn furries. Yeah, I think we all Especially would. Especially if they had their junk out. <laughs> <laughs> like, you got a bigger, you got a Tony the Tiger running at you with like a human dick flopping around. Like, that's the scariest <laughs> shit I've ever, I've ever even thought of. Actually, I'm, I'm going to go cry a little bit later. For many oh reasons, but that's going to be the most prominent one. Okay, you know when you, when you're disgusting like that, that's how to get people to not pay any attention. Well, they will pay attention to you, but they'll stay away from you. You know. So, yeah, you know the other, the other thing, the the best thing you can do is be funny too. I mean, the the funnier you are, like the the more you're going to get people's guard let down. Because, number one, because their guard gets let down because you're, you're you you look less. Uh, Intimidating, less threatening, and also because you're producing dopamine in their systems, you gotta find a way to play the chemicals as well. If you can produce, you know, dopamine in somebody's system, then you have them. Like they're they're already leaning towards being your friend. Right, right. And uh, you know, when we when we head down uh, certain alleyways, you've been with us when we do these needle things. Um, you gotta you gotta either make them laugh or bring them something, you know, that that drops their guard like water socks and stuff because otherwise you're right they're just they're suspicious of you you know as people are want to be who are out in the streets they're totally suspicious of anyone in their territory yeah absolutely so we have 
six minutes left on the air. And, uh, God, when you guys are on here, time just, just where does it go? Crazy pants. Yeah, it's because I uh, talk a lot. No. You. Yes. No. Oh. oh, yes. <laughs> that's like, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's my favorite part of the Matrix. That's my favorite part I, of the I, Matrix when, when, when uh, Keanu Reeves says, Shit, and, and and Morpheus goes, yes. Right, exactly. That's, That's the one. Yeah. Oh, man. But if, this stuff, you know, like I, I always tell my friends who aren't, who don't have anything to do with the real-life superhero world or anything like that, I said, you can glean. There's something you can take from these shows. Like we said, even just spotting someone who's trying to too hard to be not noticed. Usually you yeah. got to watch out for that, you know, because yeah. – um, Anything you can spot out there that, that doesn't seem right to you keeps you left to bang. And you don't want to be going, I, I saw that guy, but I, I never really paid attention until after this stuff happened, until everything, you know, went down. So, um, yeah. if anything, just, you know, you can take away from this, pay attention to people around you. And, and uh, if they don't seem like they fit in for some reason, there's a reason. Yeah. Then uh, a lot of people, I guess I'm just going to finish this up real quick. A lot of people have problems with their bait patrols, but I just want, because I'm sure a lot of people have seen the documentary since I've explained this the last time, but I just want to remember that the bait patrols are not something you just go out and do just to look for something to do. Those are specific, those are specific tactics for like when you have a mugger in a certain area or a rapist in a certain area, you tailor the bait patrol to that specifically so you can find out who's doing what. And, you you know, you can you can take license plate numbers, you can uh, trail somebody and call the authorities and just keep an eye on them. Like, you don't have to go in and cause yourself personal damage. Just, just remember that the bait patrol exists and it's not some scary shit that you saw in a movie and you think that we're nuts and, you know, we're out to, like you know, start stuff with people because they don't like gay people like in, in the film with Zimmer. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a right. tactic. It's a, it's a specifically tailored tactic. And it's also uh, it's also a version of Gray Man in a way because, again, you're embedded, you're undercover. Like you are boxing in your Gray Man. Gray, it's, 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 it's actually assisted Gray Man because, you know, if you're drunk, you're even weaker. You look even weaker, but you have this system of people that are circling you. We used to call it the uh, the Molecule the molecular, you know, tactic because you have the 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 um the nucleus and then you have the protons and electrons that are circling and they do different things. So Hmm. Oh, you know, you just in your in your line of thought, uh, you made me realize that that's one thing in all the years for those of you who don't know, um Zero Jack Zero used to be the co host of this uh of this radio show. So he got too busy with life and the world and shit. And so anyway, long story short, um, in all the, the shows, and you can hear our shows um, in the archives, in all the shows we did, we never talked about the movie, the documentary. And I think that we need to bring you back again for that specifically because so many RLSH have seen that movie. But I can yeah, I, I could give you the real story behind all that stuff. I mean, there's a lot of what, stuff going on with us at the time. That's what I think we need to schedule sometime. And uh, uh, I like the dynamic we have here with uh, Impact. So Impact, you're you're more than welcome to come back. Did you see the movie yet? Oh yeah, yeah, I did. I I saw it a few weeks ago, back when I was binging all the way from like the most recent episodes before the ones I was on for this. 
all the way mm-hmm. back to when Jack was a host. So, wow. wow. So that's around the Dude, that's yeah, like I two went, years. Right? I don't, know if I, got, I don't think I got them. I don't think I got them all, but I probably went through about 20 in like a week or something because I would just listen to them at work. Holy yeah. Hell. I had nothing. Wow. And then I stopped listening to podcasts. I'm, I'm so I sorry. I not them anymore. <laughs> it, was, it was a really good way to get through my day, and then I just had to quit for a while on podcasts just because I couldn't yeah. take listening to people talk anymore. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I understand. But yeah, so we'll do that. We'll all uh, I'll find out um, what we've got in the future, and I think that about, I've never asked you about that. Hey, be great. You know what? How about how about a and A? Like how how about a complete uh, a, a truth show? Like you call in, and ask me any question you want. Ask me any question you want about the NYI, anything at all, I'll answer it. You know what we should do to uh, counterbalance that? What? Would you be willing to do it with Zimmer? What's that? Whoa, with Zimmer. That'd be cool. Zimmer, Zimmer's in Beijing, though. That'd yeah, be a really course. hard thing to but, you know. That's true. Actually, yeah, but to be honest could. with you, I, I, me and Zimmer were like, night and day back in the day like we were yeah you guys were you guys were like oil and water but now you guys have patched it up so you know well shit we've had i mean we had a kind of semi-reunion a couple like last year yeah uh they came met my wife uh everybody was cool we had drinks we got drunk we talked shit it was a lot of fun Uh, that was actually we didn't never we never really did that back then because when we moved to new york we were all poor as shit we couldn't even afford going out so it was kind of cool to like get in a different situation with them exactly Oh, we've got, well, you know what? We've got 45 seconds, so we are going to set that show up. That'll be cool. Q&A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so cool. yeah. But in, in the 30 seconds, I'd like to thank our callers, Robert Frost, thank you so much, of uh, the Paradox Core. Uh, thank you, Simon and uh, Heroes and, I mean, uh, Geek Pot, whoever is in the, in the chat room. And I definitely want to thank my co-host, Impact and Jack Zero. And it's always welcome. a pleasure. We'll bring you guys back. Absolutely. People love it when you guys are on. So um, with that, everybody have a safe weekend. Have a good one. Be good. Don't be the dickhead. Okay, bye. Take care of all Take care of all Somebody get it. Somebody get it. Take care